Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Welcome to the latest edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with Donnie. Yo. And the Professor Smoke. Oh, we have such sights to show you for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, Will is not here to see any of them, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll decide whether he's the lucky one for this go-around or not. But we're, we're hopping back on the Hellraiser train here with uh, Hellraiser Inferno, which, you know, uh, has an alternate title of Hellraiser 5 or just Hellraiser 5 Inferno. So... You might see it either way. So yeah, I, I guess right on right on Front Street, we'll go ahead and throw down some of the usual information. Uh, first and foremost, we are a spoiler filled podcast. So if for whatever reason you want to watch Hellraiser Inferno and you <laughs> and you have not watched it, uh, you might want to hit pause, go check it out. I believe currently as we record, I believe it was on HBO Max, and I'm sure a few yeah. other spots. Uh, you know, if you don't own a copy of it, you can stream it there. Uh, but then, you know, w- once you watch it, come on back and listen to us talk about it. Uh, or if not, just uh, just keep on listening. And, <laughs> and we'll see whether that was the better choice or not as we go along. Of course, we want you to visit the, the all-new aaspookshow.com. That's the center of the Spook Show universe. That, that'll take you directly to our podcast show our archives. Takes you straight to our YouTube channel, you know, where we have uh, all kinds of cool stuff going on over there. Grindhouse Gutter, Spook Show Rewind, Hammer Horror, In Order, and of course, our new video series that we just debuted over on YouTube, the video vortex. That one's where we kind of go down the rabbit hole of, uh, video store releases. That would probably be the simplest way to put it. Right. Smoke. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's, a, I think it's an, uh, an appropriate name for the series is video vortex. Cause it's truly like going down the rabbit hole, go, you know, getting sucked into a vortex of, uh, an eclectic mix of movies. I'll say that from the old video store days. So, uh, you want to check? Yes, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> for sure. We uh we, we kicked it off with Samurai Cop. So if you, <laughs> if you know anything about that movie at all, trust me, you need to go on over to our YouTube channel and check that one out because that was that was a blast. And I have to say thanks to the wheel for that because we had uh, I don't know how many a couple of hundred movies or more close yeah. to. I mean, it's probably up more than three hundred movies now, but at the time, yeah. probably two plus movies yeah. that we had on that wheel, and it yeah. shows Samurai. out of of almost what 300 titles i think we had on there at the time yeah and a lot of them probably not nearly as deserving (laughs) as being the inaugural episode but somehow it landed on samurai cop and i think that is 100 percent gold as far as oh yeah a flag episode you know (laughs) fate fate was on our side on that one choosing it but yeah that and tons more over on our youtube and of course patreon.com slash a spook show you can also access it through you know a spook show.com there where every month we have video minisodes, we have bonus, just all kinds of bonus content there. 
And uh, the main attraction I would say over there is Crapster Peace Theater, where you vote every month for what we're going to watch the following month. And good God, this month, here, here in the month of February, you made us watch Cats. So, uh, yeah, you, you owe it to us to subscribe at patreon.com slash a spook show to go listen to cat us talk about cats and all the other stuff in the past. <laughs> it's all there, you know, archived over on Patreon. So yeah, I guess without any further buildup, we'll go and toss to the trailer for Hellraiser Inferno. All hell is about to break loose again. This time, a battle between good and evil has a familiar face. Welcome to hell. Hellraiser Inferno. No! All right, so there you go. That's the the video for that, or uh, the video. I say video because this was released on video, but that was the trailer for this video of Hellraiser Inferno. Um, <laughs> this movie was released October 3rd, 2000 on VHS and DVD. So this is the first of the uh, Hellraiser films, you know, of the franchise so far that we've been watching, you know, in order over the last year or so. That was, it never got a theatrical release, went straight to VHS and DVD. Uh, it was produced by Dimension Films and Neo Art and Logic, and it was distributed by Buena Vista Home Entertainment, which isn't that like a, a subsidiary of Disney or something like that? Yeah, I believe it was owned by them. I'm pretty sure it was owned by them, or maybe it wasn't owned by them at the time. I don't know, but they have some connection to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a weird connection, right? If <laughs> that you can you can directly uh, somehow tie Mickey Mouse and uh, Pinhead together. Um, although how, how, how much we can connect pinhead. I don't know. We didn't see him that much in this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Of course, this is rated R total runtime of one hour and 39 minutes over on IMDb. It's listed as a crime slash horror slash mystery in that order. I think that's very, uh, appropriate in my opinion, you know, to kind of list it in that order. Cause this is a, uh, this is different. It was directed by Scott Derrickson and also written by him and Paul Harris Boardman, of course, based on characters created by Clive Barker, and we took a, we've taken, we've talked plenty here on the Spook Show about Clive Barker, and we even did a Spook Show Spotlight episode on his career, so you can go back in the archives and find that one. Uh, but it stars Craig Sheffer as Joseph, Nicholas Turturro as Tony, James Remar as Doctor Gregory. It's a smaller role, but still, he's probably the biggest actor, wouldn't you say, in yeah. the movie. And, uh, of course, Doug Bradley reprises once again, his role as Pinhead. Didn't really feel that there was anyone else worth pointing out as far as the cast is concerned. I mean, uh, did you guys have any other deeper dive type stuff or anything in particular you wanted to mention before we, uh, we dive in? Yeah, I did see where the, uh, the special effects budget was $50,000 and it showed. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Those digital effects, man. <laughs> those, uh, but best I can tell, the entire movie only had a budget of two million. That's about right. You know that jives. <laughs> uh, and that, that was might, just you know, mostly not. And some of that might be why the movie, you know, kind of is the way it is as far as like not being so, somewhat like you know its previous movies. But uh, you know, maybe because of the budget restraints, they kind of scale yeah. back a lot. You know, it was also um, nominated for a Chainsaw Award for the worst movie. <laughs> of that year 
that whole year. They don't even do that anymore, do they? Like the chain. I don't remember there being a worst movie category. Like you know, in the last handful of years, we've been paying attention yeah. to it. I don't. I'm pretty sure yeah. they don't do that anymore. But it was. Yeah, they may not. It was filmed it, in the uh, Los Angeles area, um, mm. in various spots there, from October to November of 1999. So for about a month there in 1999, and then came out roughly you know a year later. A little less. You know, we have talked about uh, James Remar before when we did uh, The Warriors, right? Yep. Um, so we, we have spoke about him a little bit there, at least. That, and I would imagine that's probably his most memorable role, right, Smoke? The Warriors, yeah. You mean you mean Hellraiser uh, yeah. Inferno? No, yeah, yeah this, is the, this is clearly his role as Dr. <laughs> Gregory is the one that everyone remembers him for. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows him as that. Yeah. But no, yeah, <laughs> The Warriors probably is, yeah. His, 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 it's my favorite role by him. It's probably his most well-known as well. Now you know Nicholas Turturro though he he he's probably more well known as a kind of a somewhat of a comedy guy in the years since because like I think he kind of got hooked up with the Adam Sandler crew and he's 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 popped up in a bunch of those movies. Remember he was in the uh, the remake of The Longest Yard. Oh, yeah. Uh, Here comes the boom, you know stuff like that. So he's been in a lot of uh, yeah he's had a lot of serious roles. Like he's a character actor, you know he's he's had a handful of those, but he's also been in a handful of comedies over the last twenty years or so, including this one. <laughs> Donnie, you did mention that it was uh, nominated for worst film at Fangor- Fangoria Chainsaw Awards in 2001, uh, but it, this thing actually did win an award. It won the Best Visual Effects at the DVD Exclusive Awards. <laughs> Whatever the hell that is, uh, must not have been much attention in that, right? <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know what the competition was. I have no idea, but yeah, it won the Best Visual Effects. Uh, the video premiere award at the DVD exclusive awards. And it was actually nominated for two others at those, at that award show, best editing and best sound. So yeah, it must, God, can you only imagine the competition here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now this, you know, it's not like your competition wise, it would be, you know, other than the uh, chainsaw awards, it's not like it'd be going up against the big movies that released that year because it was straight to DVD. So I assume that's where it comes from. Like of the ones that were, you know, sent straight to VHS and DVD. Okay. This is maybe this is top 10 or something. Hell if I know what came out, uh, what else came out that year. But yeah, either way, that's, that's a, that's a thing. It has to be a very uh, shallow pool. Yeah. We're right there. I mean, it is 2000 after all, and there was some pretty damn lousy movies coming out yeah, yeah. at the millennium right there. Yeah. We're not I, right here. We're not right there where what you would call the golden age of horror. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That time yeah, I really have to rack my brain, and I don't know that I could come up with other than other than American Psycho. I really can't think of any like fantastic movies that came out of the year two thousand. I mean, I could probably look it up and see. Oh yeah, I remember this one. But off the top of my head, like I can rattle uh, off stuff from the eighties, any given year of the seventies, eighties, sixties, whatever. But the year two thousand, American Psycho is the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, that I'm particular sure. year, nothing is coming to mind. But like, I'm thinking of things that come came out around that time period, like. You know that House of Wax type stuff. Those uh, yeah. those remakes. Right. That it really it was a it was a like I said a shallow pool. <laughs> this time yeah. period, a lot of re- remakes and sequels of movies that weren't good to begin with. So yeah. you mentioned the uh, competition for uh, um, the DVD <laughs> exclusive Uh-oh. awards, Uh-oh, yeah. uh, best visual effects. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually do have the list of that. Dear God. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm looking for the visual effects currently. Um, it was also nominated so, for best editing and best sound. I think it was. So yeah, those. <laughs> all right. So th- this is actually a pretty funny uh, uh, list. So uh, yes, Hellraiser Inferno did win the uh, best visual effects, uh, but it was up against Beowulf, Komodo. <laughs> That's about right, Komodo. <laughs> um, <laughs> what <have we> got? <laughs> Captain. Oh, uh, wait for it. Shit. Uh, Dragonheart, a new beginning, and left behind the movie. That was another ah, straight. That, to, that was like DVD, yeah. straight to DVD shit, right? Okay. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I guess have much competition. I mean, did, yeah, I mean, you know, much worthy competition. No. Now this was uh, that Beowulf. That was from '99 uh, with uh, uh, Christopher Lambert. Which? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The futuristic Beowulf. So basically, if we need nominees for the next Crapster Peace Theater, we just need to look at that. (laughs) Whatever was nominated for the DVD exclusive awards in 2001. (laughs) Hurry, hurry, step right this way, folks, for the most extravagant array of refreshment goodies ever assembled under one roof. Enjoy breathtaking, taste-tempting candies of finest quality. Enjoy popcorn exploded into tender, delicious, crispy bites of crunchy goodness. Enjoy the tops in cool, refreshing soft drinks. If you want to enjoy some refreshments, this is your opportunity. There will now be a short intermission. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I go over... As we've done the last couple times with the uh, you know Hellraiser movies, I just type in Hellraiser, see what pops up. We've got Hellraiser: The Toll by Mark Allen Miller. That one is uh, just a little over an hour and a half long. Let's see. Well, let's go a little bit further down because we've mentioned some of these. We've got uh, <laughs> Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers: The Rise of Motorhead by Martin Popoff. <laughs> Martin Popoff. That's awesome. Uh, a <laughs> little over eight hours long. Uh, just a little further down. Yeah, most of them are like, here's a bunch of actors and they were Hellraisers or something. For some reason, they've got Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone book one has popped up here. So yeah, if any of that stuff sounds like an interest to you, you can, uh, hop on over to, uh, audibletrial.com slash spook show. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spook show for your free audio book. So as we always say, you know, you get a credit, you can take that credit, cash it in. Uh, if you decide it's not for you. You can cancel it. You get to keep the free book. So, you know, it helps us out. You get a free book out of it. Win-win, right? Uh, Donnie, you're in luck this time. I went over to IMDb and clicked on plot summaries like we've been doing lately. And Mm. there's literally only one, like that one brief one that they have for every movie. That's it. (laughs) No one has ever submitted a synopsis to IMDb for Hellraiser Inferno. (laughs) We might need to get Will on that. (laughs) Uh, it says a shady police detective becomes embroiled in a strange world of murder, sadism, and madness after being assigned a murder investigation against a madman known only as the engineer. That description is not correct. I I don't feel that that's representative of what this movie is, to be honest with you. (laughs) Right. I mean, because like, he's not really assigned a case or anything, right? He just kind of, doesn't he? Like he just kind of takes it upon himself. He goes down the rabbit hole here. Yeah, for his own benefit, so to speak. Yeah, I guess that's the whole point of the well, not the whole point, but one of the main points of the movie is that this dude is self-absorbed, selfish, you know, yeah, type of person, and you sort know, of like a um, narcissist. Yeah, and um, and eventually he 
pays the price for that, right? You know, that's not too, giving too much of a spoiler away there. Where do we start, Donnie? What do you want to, what, what's the first thing you want to talk about here? I guess, <laughs> like, who plays chess <laughs> at, like, a, a basketball gym? Not only at the basketball gym, but, like, while a game is going on, like, right beside the chess board. And then he plays the chess game. Of course, he beats a professor because that's more uh, uh, impressive, right? He's yeah. playing against mm-hmm. a professor. And then he goes and hits the showers. Like, <laughs> Who goes and hits the showers after a... The hard, hard game of chess. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah. He did, yeah. Yeah, that, that was... That set the tone. And, yeah, it was just like, the what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, first of all, should we start? Like, who had seen this movie going? True, yeah, we, already. We, we should mention. Y'all both have seen it. We should mention that. Yeah, like I thought maybe I had seen this. Turns out, no, I hadn't seen it. But it seems like there was something familiar about it. Maybe it was just like seeing some of the, like James Remar and stuff. Maybe it was just a couple of familiar faces. Something feels like I might have at least watched some of this at some point. I don't know, but either way, I mean, it might as well have been a, a new watch for me because I, I wasn't remembering anything other than a couple of faces. So I'm going to say, no, I hadn't watched it before. No, this is this is the first time I'd seen it. And actually going forward, well, really the last movie we did, Bloodlines, that was the first, you know, one that I hadn't seen up to that point. I'd seen one, two, and three. And uh, other than that, I think it was, it's one near the tail end that I can still never remember the name of. Yeah. <laughs> not the last, not the latest Razor movie, the one right before that. I pretty, I, I feel pretty safe in saying from this point forward, for sure. I haven't watched anything other than that recent uh, remake. I, I did watch that like, you know, a month or two. Yeah. Ago, I haven't seen that. I have watched that. But other than that one though, I haven't watched any more of like this Doug Bradley run. No. Eventually it's I, not him anymore. But. I stopped after uh, Bloodline. Bloodline was the last one I um, saw in theaters, and I, I just didn't bother with the other uh, the others. But now, now I guess we kind of bo- have to bother with them. We, you know, we so. have to bother with them. <laughs> we have to bother. Uh, you know. Hey, you know the the sweet twist of irony here is that Will's going to be the one that has seen all these or something. Right? <laughs> the, one, the one guy that never watches anything until we Will, tell him to. What I recall of the ratings, Will was it has never been too big of a no, Hellraiser no, fan, right? No, and that's from <laughs> and that's from the first movie. And I told him right then, I was like, dude, if you didn't like that, <laughs> if you didn't like that, you might as well quit now. Because <laughs> it don't get better. That's that's a fact. Yeah. And, and that's being, this one. And that's being objective, right? <laughs> oh, he, oh yeah, he, yeah. He yeah, see, me, just just this movie. I did hell, I mean I thought that it that the last movie, it's gotta be better than that movie, right? This one had to be better than Bloodlines. Now, you know, look, yeah. we'll, we'll get into it with our ratings here, but I'm going to say this, and I and I, I feel like I'm going to be alone here. I do think that this was slightly better than that last one. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, and, and maybe that's looking back, because it hadn't been that long ago since we watched it. That movie was not good. And I'm not saying, no, and I'm not saying this was good. I'm not. I mean, no. <laughs> I still think as... Look, I'll say this. I, I think as a movie, as a maybe not even a good horror movie, but as a movie, I think this movie is structured better than that movie was. Most parts of that movie didn't make any kind of fucking sense. It jumped around in time periods, right? Like, just remember that movie for a minute. <laughs> and like, at least this one had a linear story from beginning to end that somewhat made sense, right? Like, 
Granted, it does get a little what the fuck at the end, right? This one, and we'll get into it in a second. But I think that's just my opinion. As a movie, this is a little better, but that's still a pretty really low bar. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Mm, I, yeah, I would. I would disagree. But like you know, like we, like you mentioned, we'll get to the ratings yeah, and, later. And, well, I'll, I'll, um, add th- I'll add this before we jump back in. As a Hellraiser movie, no. No, this is not, it is a Hellraiser movie, but it ain't a Hellraiser movie. You know what I mean? It's just compared to the first four that we just watched. Oh yeah, totally. This is like, this is left field. This is an entirely different movie. Like it's more smoke. When you say it's more like in some, in some ways, like a, a a noir, like a crime noir a little bit. Yeah. That's what I was going to mention about too, is that if I had to give, like, let's say I give it something positive to say about the movie. Is when it first started out and when it kind of, you know, was going down that path a little bit, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to like this movie quite a bit better than Bloodline because I, I love noir, original noir, and I love neo-noir, which is, you know, all kind of movies fall into that subgenre. But when you got that sort of hard-boiled detective type story, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. This is, this is going to be, it's going to go somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this one a little bit. And the, the further it went down that storyline, okay, that's fine. But then all of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's just nothing at all is coming up Hellraiser related. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took a while. It took a long for any while. Cinebite. Well, yeah, a good while, right? And then, yeah. well, you like we've see, already mentioned. You did see some Cinebite type action br- briefly, but like, dude, I, yeah. I'm paying attention to the clock. You're damn near an hour into the movie before anything like hardcore supernatural or Cinebite or Pinhead related happens in this movie. You know, at least other than like brief little glimpses and teases of stuff. Nothing yeah. nothing yeah. in particular really happens for a solid fucking hour in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of lost potential in there because well, they didn't have the budget of course. They went straight to video and all that, but Yeah. But yeah. they didn't have the budget for hell or for any of these types of like deep detailed special effect cinebite creatures like even the first 3 movies did. And it, and it shows. And they- Last one before, at least the last one before this was theatrical, right? I believe the Bloodlines one wasn't. It yeah, probably had more of a was. budget, I'm sure, than this one. It was. I, yeah, I, I just thought it was lost potential there. That if they could have worked in more of the Hellraiser world into the film noir story, I really would have enjoyed it more. So, I agree. Like I, I felt like they were going to go down that road, and then just at some point, just yeah, fuck it. Yeah, they probably didn't have the money. They probably ran out of like, <laughs> it just, no, I, it just I, wasn't I, in the budget for like to do the fans and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, like the noir part of it, like you know, yeah. that wouldn't have cost cost them extra money to kind of keep going on that vein. But like, now nah, they they at some point they just said, "Ah, fuck it, like, we're just gonna make this a what it is." You know, like they got away from it, and then and then it's like they oddly came back to it a little bit. <laughs> you know, it was like it was like when it felt necessary, they kind of threw in the uh, the voiceover. You know. But it didn't really yeah. jive with what was going on, kind of thing. It's like he was telling a story, but yeah, he would only dip in and out of it. You know, I, I felt it would have been a little bit more unique if they had kept up with that. You know, but they they abandoned yeah. it. I, I just went back and looked at my notes. By the way, Hellraiser Bloodline, it did have a bigger budget. It was four million, <laughs> <laughs> double the budget, and it shows though. As far as like in that one, at least you did see more Cenobite type stuff in that one, although. It wasn't even nearly as much as the previous three, but still, you did get more than this. Because what did you get in this? You got those weird twins. Yeah, and um, the uh, the and well that, that uh, half, the engineer. Yeah, and that little it, half, like 
arms yeah, and a head. Yeah, the torso. Yeah, yeah, arms and a head and upper body just crawling around. I mean, they did they did sort of generate a little bit of tension in that scene, I guess, with it. I mean, not not enough. I mean, not anything to write home about, but I mean, of him, that scene with the twin things or whatever, and then he's running away, and then the, the, tor- the half-torso thing is coming up the stairs, you know. <laughs> then he jumps over the stair rail, lands on the bat on the table down below, and he could have probably just kicked that thing out of the way, but anyway. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, Not enough. There was a little bit of, I guess, creepiness with that, with the half torso thing for for a brief moment, you know. And that, and that's also that brief moment where you get pinhead for like yeah, yeah, for like true. a fucking hour. No, no kidding. Like it's like you see him very briefly in that moment, and then it's like it's like an hour, almost an hour, if not an hour later, before you see him again. And you didn't even get any dialogue from him really in that that first scene. I think, he, I think he did say something, but it was, you know, I had like, a little bit of something there. Yeah. You know, I can't remember. What it was I don't remember. It was, but it was boo or something. I don't know. You know like it was the, very brief. A <laughs> couple of words, maybe. <laughs> What's with all the finger stuff throughout the, I get, I get it in the end a little bit, right. Oh, yeah. But like all throughout the movie, there's this kid's finger that pops up at like each crime scene. Like, yeah, was, like in the candle at the very yeah, beginning, right? One, yeah. There was one in a candle and then there was another one, uh, what like in the bathtub when the when the uh, I guess it's to head. like kind of create a sense of urgency to you know well you know if it's a kid's finger you know you know we we like can let an adult say, suffer like but not a kid to, yeah like he's trying to solve the mystery yeah I think I think yeah. we're talking about this movie I think we should kind of just go ahead and jump ahead so we can come back to some stuff I think we should just go ahead and talk about the end of this movie and then come back to some of these other things because I think. The reason I say that is because was did any of this happen? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good uh, no. He, he's hunting down this guy he believes is a serial killer, like we said before, called the engineer, who's killing these random people in his life. And then eventually he gets to the point where like he's face to face, and as it turns out, right there was no the engineer was himself, right? Like kind of like the engineer was the embodiment of his body. And he's got a kid that he keeps chopping the fingers off of. And that's why these fingers keep popping up throughout the movie. And the kid is supposed to be his soul, right? Is that what they said? Because that's yeah, something. Because also the, another reveal, by the way, along the way, Dr. Gregory, James Remar in the movie, he's pinhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at the end, it's pinhead standing there. And like I mean, Joe's the engineer takes off the, the mask, right? And it's himself. And then there's a kid sitting in a chair with like most of his fingers gone. And then like, I guess each finger that gets chopped off represents a, a kill, right? Something, something like that. And it's like, yes, yeah. it's your body killing your soul or so, some horse, you know, convoluted horse shit. Dependent <laughs> tells them. It's, it's, it's your body killing your soul. You're not in tune or whatever the fuck. And then he wakes up. Joseph wakes up. It was a dream. He's back in the uh, uh, hotel room with the prostitute from the beginning of the movie where he had the lament configuration, the cube. Then he just goes about it. Well, boy, thank, thank God that was a dream. Right. And then uh, he gets a phone call and it's that prostitute like dying again on the phone. So he just grabs a pistol and just, I guess at that moment he realizes like, Oh fuck, I'm, this isn't a dream or like I'm, I'm caught in in a paradox or some shit. And he just takes a pistol and blows his own brains out. Then he wakes up in the bathroom again. So in the end, right? Like he's just, I guess he's just in this, uh, hellscape of like, he's just going to play this over and over again for 
all of eternity, right? Yeah, like that's his own personal hell. Kind of like, I guess, kind of like Frank's own personal hell from Hellbound Hellraiser 2 when he was in there with the bodies, because you know, he was a, a misogynistic womanizer or whatever, and so all these bodies are coming out of the thing and he can't get them. So I guess this was, you know, this was his hell. <laughs> I, I I figured it would be better just to go ahead and get that out of the way. Like, all right, this is what the movie is about. Basically, it's he's like you said, he's trapped in his own personal hell, and it's just going to play over and over. It's Groundhog Day, Pinhead style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that being said, that everything we watch in this movie was, you know, from the time that he solved the cube, it was just horseshit, right? It was just a dream. Or, I, I mean, honestly, I wish it didn't happen. <laughs> you know. Well, unfortunately but. for for Joseph in the movie and for us, it did. It happened. <laughs> and it, and, it, and it gives you that false sense. I mean, even though it plays into the plot of the movie for him to, you know, this is hell and he keeps reliving it. It kind of gives you that this is the end of the movie. Finally, boom. Nope, nope. That wasn't it. This is the end of the movie. Nope. Yeah. And it just kept going on. Again, yeah. this is makes sense to the plot of this movie, but it still was a. Uh, agonizing again <laughs> oh you know for another few more minutes before we get to the actual end of the movie or oh, nope that's not it either so who is penhead supposed to be torturing here joseph or us uh, well i mean you don't really see penhead uh you know a whole lot he's yeah, but what it's like find, less than three minutes of oh, yeah, screen yeah, time barely in it but like what you find in the end of the movie is that he was pulling the strings all along right he's just fucking with yeah him. yeah but mm. Or, or okay. There's also that angle that like he was there the whole time. He was Doctor Gregory, <laughs> which is dumb. I don't know. That was just to save them some money on uh, the makeup on Doug Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Fifty thousand dollars special effects budget. So I mean, they only had Doug Bradley for like two days. He's only going to get <laughs> in the whole suit for like you know an uh, eight hours of those two days. So they really had to be economical with how they used him. You know, something else that, you know, we could kind of get into it as if, um, you know, cause we are going to cover it anyway, but the kills, uh, the kills and the, um, you know, you've got, the prostitute. let's see. Yeah. The, uh, the prostitute who's strung up in the tub. That's another thing too. If you think about it, like most of the kills in this movie were off screen kills. Like, yeah, it was like, by the time you get to him, yeah, by the time we see him, they're already dead. He would hear it on the phone or he would hear it in another room something. or something like, yeah, and yeah. he'd come in and like, there's the prostitute hung up. It's like aftermath or, uh, his parents, right. There's a bloody bed. And well, I guess they eventually show back up once again, yeah. I, movies like this can be frustrating for me when we're talking about them like this, because you don't know what the fuck was real there. <laughs> right. Like it's almost yeah. like, uh, April fool's day. When we watched, that, oh, yeah. it's like, okay, the, okay. So it turns out, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen April Fool's Day, the whole movie is horseshit, right? <laughs> like it's all horseshit. So, like, is that what we're dealing with here? I guess is my main question: is is it, other than the movie you feel the movie is horseshit? That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is: is the plot is it horseshit? Like, I guess it was just <laughs> lap eight hundred of a billion that he's going to play out in his own personal hell that we just witnessed, or what? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair assessment of it. Yeah, I think it's. it's, it's, it's yeah, I mean, I don't think it, it's it's not reality, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's his reality until he wakes up from that particular point of his hell, you know, and then gets to the next one. Which me, my point is, is that like everything you saw, if everything you saw is horseshit, did any of it happen? Did any of it matter? It doesn't matter. Nah. It, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> like, okay, the prostitute was dead. Well, when did she die? Is she really dead? Who fucking knows? It's a dream. 
And part of this, yeah. weird, and part of this weird dream was this random cowboy poker game in the middle. What <laughs> level of his subconscious is that? Well, you know, I mean, let's see, you're playing chess at a basketball game, cowboy. What is a? Well, yeah, it was a, like a wild west poker game. Yeah. Um, and like then random bar. He he gets his ass kicked by cowboy ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> well, another way to look at it is to say that yeah, okay, we should have probably known this. <laughs> And it, along and along, there's these little hints dropping of like this isn't reality. That like this, you know, the, the chess, who plays chess at a basketball game or or the cowboy poker thing or all these you know these little hints that the, the reality is this isn't reality. I mean, I, I guess that's another somewhat positive thing you can say about the movie. If you had to say some positive stuff besides the film noir element, is the uh, it's got a pretty high level of sort of surreal images and surreal situations and things. But that's also again in retrospect, part of the dream or hellscape or whatever you want to say of his mind or whatever. It does have some of those little surreal moments. Not necessarily on the level of uh, Cronenberg or David Lynch by any means, but. And I think considering a lot of things here, taking taking into consideration it had a $2 million budget, would you say $50,000 in special effects? Mm, I think if that's true, and these numbers we see are true or whatever, I think considering that they did a pretty good job here because we have seen far less with way more money. We have. Uh, There's La Llorona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the curse of La Llorona. Any, anything blank, fill in the blank, La Llorona. There's all those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's tons of other examples, but you get my point. Like, I think considering yeah. their restraints, they it's fine. Um, but, you know, look, I think at the end of the day, you get what you get when you're watching a direct to video, any kind of direct to video movie, you know, especially the ones made past, say, sometime in the early to mid 80s. I'm sorry, early to mid 90s. Right. Anything past like that, like, man, these things, they slowly go downhill. Like you said, some of those ones from the 80s and early 90s, you know, they're still palatable today. But man, you get in this time period and beyond. That's straight to video, and nowadays straight to streaming stuff, man. That stuff's bad. Some of it's just <laughs> real bad, way worse than this, in my opinion. It is what it is. It's the it's the next rung on the ladder, the Jacob's ladder yeah. here of the Hellraiser movies, right? So if nothing else is that. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and get to it. Uh, Donnie, go ahead and start us off with the star ratings. All right, so uh, yeah, minimal pinhead. Not a you know. Yeah, there was that whole. You know, He's the, uh, the yeah, Doctor Gregory. He was there the whole time, yeah, kind of. Thing. But you know, you take away every Hellraiser reference, this movie's still shit. I'm gonna have to re-rate Bloodline whenever it comes, whenever the um, end of the year show, because I thought that was bad. This was worse, in my opinion. I wanna wanna make sure I give a little wiggle room on. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this one uh, a star and a quarter, and uh, yeah. Because I haven't seen, you know, the 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 rest of the Hellraisers, um, but I just have I just have a got a feeling this, you know, it's just that it's not it's gonna, get much, gonna that suck it's, from that here it's not on. gonna get much better. No, yeah. so I'm gonna, yeah, star and a quarter. We've been saying that from the beginning, though. I kind of figured that like these weren't I, the odds were stacked against us of these getting better, right? There might be some outlier, hopefully. There's an outlier somewhere here. Like, well, you know what? That wasn't too bad. <laughs> Professor, what do you say? Yeah, I am. I'm pretty much in the same boat as Donnie with this as, as far as, like, not having seen any other ones. Well, not even seeing Bloodline. 
and going forward, uh, it's going to be, and I know that they're not going to be even as good as this one. No, not that this one's good, <laughs> but they're probably going to be worse. And I believe I gave Bloodline a star. Yeah, one we, star. We, uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: We gave all four of us gave Hellraiser Bloodline one star. And uh, like I said, I think I like the, the, uh, that one just maybe a little bit more. And the only reason that's the case is probably because there's a little bit more of the Hellraiser world in that one than there is this one. Even though, as we said, the plot is bare bones to non-existent in a lot of places, it's all over the place when it comes to Bloodline. I do like this one, as we've also said. I do like the film noir element of it. Uh, I just think that if they had worked in more elements of the Hellraiser world into that film noir story, it would have been better. All that being said, though, and even though I do think I like that bloodline a little bit better, I think I'm going to still give this one, as Donnie did, I think I'm going to give it a star and a quarter as well, just because I know it's going to get much worse from here, and maybe I'll re-rate. Maybe I'll re-rate as well. We'll see when it comes out. But like I do like the film noir element. I just There's just not quite a, either not enough of that or just not enough of the Hellraiser world melded into it. So, star and a quarter. I agree and disagree with everything y'all just said, you know, for the reasons that I said earlier, I think as a movie, this is a better movie than Hellraiser bloodline, but that ain't saying much. That ain't saying much, you know, and I admit that, uh, I'm going to give it a star and a half, uh, just slightly above y'all. I mean, it's not like, uh, Oh, I got to watch this one again. Hellraiser Inferno. Hell yeah. I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm just saying that I think this has a more cohesive script than Hellraiser Bloodline did, even though that one did have more of the Cenobite, you know, that that stuff that you want to see in a Hellraiser movie. I, I just think this one's slightly better. That's all, you know, but once again, that ain't saying much. So it's a, it's a very low bar here, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to, to watching the subsequent movies just to see if, if nothing else out of morbid curiosity to see if it gets any better. And I seriously doubt it does, but like, I want to see how this plays out as far as like, do these movies get any better or not? So, uh, we'll be, we'll be, uh, swinging back around to this one sooner than you might think. All right. So with all the ratings out of the way now, of course, like, you know, as you, uh, know, Will is not with us to give us the kill count, but we still have. Connections from the crates. I mean, it's the same amount of cackles every time, but I swear to God, it is. Yeah, yeah just I just let her let it finish. Yep. <laughs> Usually, um, all right. So uh, you you've already alluded to uh, James Remar uh, in the Warriors, um, also Doug Bradley in each of the previous four uh, Hellraiser movies. That's the cast taken care of. The crew. We have the same uh, special effects crew from uh, actually, let's see, five previous uh spook show episodes um the devil's rejects annabelle uh josh's favorite house of wax uh remake um you know what ginger wait a minute before we continue i'd rather watch Mm. this than house of wax again how about that uh man yeah i don't know um i I do so devil's rejects annabelle house of wax ginger snaps and dr giggles thank you donnie Gore score. Professor. Mm, yeah, that, unfortunately, not uh, not a whole lot of gore. That, or as we had mentioned, it's already most of it's all screen. A lot of the kills, and we see aftermath, blood and whatnot here, and there, and and there's some digital, some lousy digital effects too, <laughs> like the falling. Oh, we didn't really mention this in the show, but the the 
the uh, what do you call that pillar? You know, the, the Hellraiser pillar that, uh, that comes out of oh, yeah. like hell, I guess, and it's like spinning. It's in all the Hellraiser movies, I believe. I believe it was in Bloodline. <laughs> but it was used way more effectively in, in every other movie as well. And this one, it just has the girl, the little girl, right on it. And the well, was it his daughter and his and his, his wife, wife, right? It yeah. was on the pillar. You've yeah. seen in his vision, and she, they were kind of like falling apart, yeah. so to speak, as the, the pillar was turning and very badly done digital. There, there was work. some of it was good, and some of that was bad. Like the good part was yeah. when like he grabs her his daughter's hand and like it it cracks yeah. off because it's frozen. Yeah. Okay, that didn't yeah. look too bad, but then the digital crack up, that was yeah, horrible. Yeah. Just yeah, was horrible. Cool. <laughs> the very bad melding of uh, practical effect and digital effect in that yeah. scene. Just remember straight to, video, straight to video in the year 2000. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, straight to the $50,000 budget. And yeah, yeah. yeah, this is the year 2000, sort of the dawn of this, you know, this types of digital. I mean, yeah. maybe not the dawn, but you had to have a good budget if you wanted to have halfway decent digital yeah, effects at that time. Good, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think this movie is quite as as gory as bloodline was not that not the bloodline was a, a blood fest either, but I, you know, I think you have to go a little bit higher than a four. I was going to go four, but I think with some of the stuff that's happening in here, you've got some stuff that that's a little bit above the level four. I think so. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go, I'll give it a five. I give it an even five. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, like, you know, there, you see, you don't see a lot, but you see enough. Yeah. I, yeah. From what I remember from bloodline, it's probably about the same, maybe a little less. Um, it seems to me too, like the one, another theme that I'm catching up on or catching on to here with all these Hellraiser movies is that you do have these scenes where stuff happens off screen. Like this isn't the first time in these movies that we've watched. Like it's like, you see it afterwards. Like they walk in and somebody skinned alive or something like that. You know, it's like they do that a lot in in these movies for some reason. Maybe. Yeah. Especially much after the first two, right? I mean, yeah. After the first two Hellraiser movies, even in three. Maybe it's as simple as budget. You know, it probably is just as simple as that. That's Hellraiser Inferno. That's that's one of your favorites, Donnie. <laughs> this will be one we pull out. Mm. You can watch around the holidays. I don't know what holiday, but you can watch it around. Pick your pick your poison. <laughs> Maybe around July 4th. Fuck, I don't know. Who cares? Mm. Uh, for, uh, here in our house, it's going to become a Valentine's Day thing. <laughs> I think. So that's what... It's your new Valentine's <laughs> Day tradition? No. no. Yeah. Oh, not at <laughs> Not a, apparently not if you want to stay married, right? Yeah, yeah, because my you can't see my wife's off camera making a butcher knife yeah. gesture to <laughs> I thought that was just a day, every day that ended with a Y that she did that, just not not just for this, huh? All right, so there you go. That's uh that's that. We're gonna put that in the dustbin because we got we got way 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 bigger fish to fry come next week. That's a fact. Mm. This is like going from underneath the outhouse. <laughs> to the top of the penthouse. I mean, literally, like, yeah. <laughs> whatever analogy, metaphor, simile, I don't fuck, yeah, whatever, Lee, you want to say, it do, it applies here. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. we are going straight to the mountaintop here as far as horror is concerned. And the reason we're doing it is because it's episode 150. It's a big milestone episode. We never thought we'd make it, honestly. I mean, if you were being honest, we'd be lucky to get 50 episodes out of this and we've made it to 150. We've grown bigger and better, you know, with our YouTube stuff, all the stuff that we do, you know, adding Donnie on since the beginning and everything. Mm -hmm. So like much bigger, much better. And here we are, we've made it episode 150. So what better way to celebrate than with the Texas chainsaw massacre from 1974, the original. Oh yeah. The Toby Hooper classic.
It doesn't get too much bigger than that. So no, no. I mean, there's, there's a handful. It's hard to. There's a handful you could debate, but not many. Mm. Oh not yeah, many. probably what 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 would be the closest we've done? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Jaws. Dead, as far as like big yeah, time evil, you know, movies, Jaws, the, yeah. the Evil Dead, Jaws, evil. Uh, The Shining, and, like you know, th- those are the ones that I think we've done that are on that same level. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, yeah, yeah, Night of the Living Dead, and Dawn of the Dead. So, like, yeah, we have we've done some, obviously, but not many as big as this. So, I'm really looking forward to this. It'll be like a regular old episode, except a much much bigger movie and a much 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 better movie than what we just watched. So there's that. Yeah. We, and we do that from time to time where we, we're, we're basically got the dregs of the horror world. <laughs> yeah. And then we go, you know, we go to the top of the mountain peak, so to speak. We've done that a few times. I don't remember what we did right before Jaws, but there's been other ones, maybe not quite as big as Texas Chainsaw Jaws that we've uh, had to cleanse the palate, so to speak of doing yeah. two or three shit movies and then doing a, an excellent one. <laughs> it seems like when we did Jaws, that was right around the same time that we did like uh, House of Wax or something. We're like, all right, we got to watch something. We got to yeah. watch something. Well, no, that was after that. I'm looking at it now. No, we actually had a little run there where we watched The Shining, Doctor Sleep, and then oh. Jaws. Um, I was some really good stuff going on. There. Yeah, it wasn't too bad before that. Like immediately, but immediately after that, there was some yeah. House of Wax, Kiss, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, The Devil's Reign, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to, to getting to uh, watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet again, and obviously uh, just getting to talk about it again, everything about it. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, yeah. that's that's pretty much it. We're gonna we're gonna leave it there. So for uh, Will, who couldn't be with us, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All American Spook Show, and we will talk to you next week for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.